Welcome to our weekly Wednesday year. Like every weekly in Nishmas, Ravachasad Rav Shalom, Rav Yeshua, and Atomim, Rav Yelay Melech, Rav Shalom, Rav Yom Yayat Shechia. We're going to try to record this year, this week, video as well. I can't guarantee it works. As long as it lasts, I'll keep it going, Mitchum. And hopefully, we'll figure out how to either fix this computer or buy a computer. But I know that. Pashkisisa, Shabbos Pashas Pora. Kisisa is Rosh Yisrael. The actual act here was to count the Jews. But the word kisisa is to raise up. To raise up the heads of the Jews. Obviously this is a very self-understood concept. How Akash Baruch wants the Eden to be lifted up, a Yid needs to apply themselves to understand in the way of service to God, you need to understand and re- reflect and uh, and do whatever they do, whatever they can do, should always be Laveda Sabere. Thereby, a yid lifts up Kisisa, he lifts up his head, he raises it up above and beyond, obviously the rest of the body, and even among, above all other nations. Majority, a vast part of this parsha deals with the Chet Ha'egel, the sin of the golden calf. It's one of those sins you want to forget. One of those sins that made no sense, really. Here they didn't just accept the Torah, heard the Abish to talk to them, and Eich Hashem Lekecha, Le'yelecha Le'yim and a mere 40 days later, they're serving an idol. Where did this come from? What were they thinking, shall we say? We can't predict, we also can't project, we also can't say why someone else is doing something, especially when it's something that's not right. Ironically, we find many different things that happen to people, many different things that people have done, where they had no idea what the outcome would be. It's a nice Yishalmi Yid traveled once to the other end of the world to Australia. I guess he didn't go seek his fortune, but he went to go collect money probably for the, either himself or for the families or for the organization that he was working for. And he gets to the wonderful world of Australia. I'm not sure if the story is in Melbourne or in Sydney. He says, How do I find the Yid to go for Shabbos? To get myself invited for Shabbos. He figured, A Yiddish cup. He'll go to the fish store. And the fish store 
He'll wait and see. He'll see somebody buying a nice big fish. No. He'll understand this guy's buying it for Shabbos, Kedish. And he'll approach him. No. Kumtz again. And a nice person, a nice looking guy comes in, Taka. And Kachab, he buys this big fish and he walks over to him and he tells him, Shalom Aleichem. Stama, you bought that for Shabbos? And he says, Of course. He says, Maybe I can come to you for Shabbos. And he says, Sure, why not? No. Sure, why not is the best answer he can wait for. And then he goes there for Shabbos. And more palatial than he ever imagined, the house was something special. And as he comes to the house, they spend the wonderful Shabbos together. And At the end of Shabbos, they have Divritera and the Sings Miris. Everything is going perfect. At the end of Shabbos, the guest tells his host, Thank you so much for everything. It was really beautiful and special. I have but one question to ask. Pray tell. You have a wonderful china closet full of silver and crystal and gold. Can you tell me why is there a broken bottle of oil? And he says, I'll tell you the story. Have a seat. And he begins with this magnificent, fascinating story. He tells him, many years ago, my father was very, very poor. Life was not the most, was not treating us the best. And I um, started to stray. Started to stray, I started to go the wrong ways, the wrong paths. First I lost the yarmulke, then I lost this, and I lost that. And lo and behold, I had totally given everything up. But in the interim, I put my hand to business, and Baruch Hashem, I became very successful. Hi, what should I tell you? One day, walking the street... And I see a boy standing there crying. Yiddishkind, I felt bad. I said to him, Yingalavasigashan, what happened to you? And he tells me, he says, My father gave me his last few cupcakes tonight is Hanukkah. They told me quickly, go buy a bottle of oil, be very careful, don't run. Shouldn't Khashom trip and break the bottle. I wasn't running, I just didn't see the rock. And the bottle fell from my hand and cracked, and here it is on the floor. And he's crying because he can't come home to his father. I told him, Yigula, here. I gave him money, two bottles of oil. Go buy back another one for your father, buy one for me. I started to light the menina that night. <coughs> And the Menorah led from one mitzvah to the next, till I Baruch Hashem returned to be a Tadis, a Yid from Yid, as you see me today. So therefore I have that half a bottle, that broken bottle of oil in my closet to remind me, this bottle brought me back to where I am today. I have to try to shut the video and start it again.
And so, the journey of a person is something that we never know what's going to take us where. How will it take us there? What will it teach us? What does it have in store for us? What does it have in mind for us? So Kisisa is Reish. We're not in control. Not at all in the slightest. And therefore, in order to get where we need to do, what we need to be, we need to involve ourselves totally and put ourselves into everything that we do, Taylor Mitzvah, so that we are Sisa, we raise up our heads and we raise up to become one Kal Yisrael. So as I said, the majority of Pashki Sisa discusses the sin of the eagle. What happened by the sin of the eagle? The Yidin got very agitated. They became very agitated because Moshe said 40 days and they miscalculated what they thought was 40 days. And They said he's no longer coming back. They told Aaron, Moshe is no longer coming back. We need a leader. But in that, they also said that if Moshe is not real, the God's not real, Chashon, and they need a God as well. So Aaron came up with a master plan. Said, go to your wives and bring me their gold, their necklaces, their rings, and we'll make something. Well, you knew going to the wives is not an option. The wife would give them a, a vulgar wholesome cup. They'd get a rolling pin in the head obviously we're not going to get from their wives anything more than that and the therefore went and took their own nose rings took their own nose rings and their own jewelry that they had they tore it out and that's what they gave Moshe he gave Aaron, I'm sorry. Now Aaron's plan was perfect. He would deter them and nothing would come about. And Moshe would definitely come. But he figured it would take a day or two or three till they got their gold together. Not realizing what kind of akshanam they are. How stubborn they are. And how they take their own, tear out their own nose ring to bring him gold. So Aaron said, okay, we're going to melt the gold down and we're going to see what we can make. So a big fire was made and everybody put their gold in. And there was this one wise guy who followed Moshe and Mitzrayim and saw Moshe take a piece of paper. It was not paper, obviously. Something holier than paper. A holy piece of paper and he wrote on it, Alei Sheir. Since it says, Becher Sheir, Hadar Lai, Vikanireim, Karnov, Yesav is blessed as being the Sheir. So therefore, Mesha threw this into the Nilus, and the bones of Yesav came up. And this way, he kept the promise of the Klal Yisrael to take Yesus' bones with him.
The person, though, saw this happen, immediately grabbed that paper, or jumped in the water to get it, and he had this paper with him. And now, as the Eden stood by this fire, with this golden gold melting, he threw the paper in. It said, "Alei share and lo and behold, the golden calf came out. An insult to injury, as we say. The calf moved its head. Was able to move. The sultan made it look like it was moving. Let me try again now. Made it look like it was moving so that they thought it was actually a deity, thought it was something of value. I think I'm just choking the cam. Okay. Let's see if this works. So now we're talking about the Chateigel, the breaking of the Luchais. Just for the record, we've said it already, I believe we said it before. The first Ali is very, very long, although on Monday and Thursday we lay very short, but it's a very long Aliyah Tosheni, so that the Chateigel, the Aliyah, is of that of Levi. So the Levi gets the Chateigel, because the Levian did not sin in this Havira, and they ultimately were petitioned to kill out the people that did. We have the prayers of Moshe Rabbeinu and the second Luchas, the second set of tablets given to us. But the actual sin, ironically, was forgiven with the Machsa Shekel. The Kefir Ish it was a kapara. So even before the Torah mentions the actual sin, the Torah already talks about its medication, its re- the way to resolve it, the way to save it. Therefore we need to understand how do we attach the beginning of the parsha? He sees us, Reish B'nai Yisrael, the lifting up, the raising up of B'nai Yisrael, and then they thereby describe the decline, the drop of the Jewish nation. Let's understand what we mean when we say the Siyas Reish, raising up of the head. What is the head? The head understands. The head thinks. This differentiates us from the animal. We can think before we do, we can talk before we do, when we do something. Sisas Reish elevate to the highest level of concentration, seichel, understanding. This is the Chiddush of our Pasha. The way to avoid Avedizara, idol worship, is not by becoming the highest and the holiest and the most aloof person. But rather by raising up our own heads, our own seichel, our own intelligence. Wow, that was good while it lasted. What is the level higher than the actual mind, than the Seichel, Ravana? Emuna. Emuna we cannot instill in somebody else. My Emuna is my Emuna, and nobody else can get that from me. I can impart several different 
intellectual concepts, but I can't give you my emuna, my belief in God. Video slowed down again. So emuna is something that is higher than seichel. Trying something to delete some old videos. Hopefully, I have them in a file. Thereby freeing up the camera so that it can record. Nobody told me to do that, and I don't know that's for sure a surefire solution. But watching it freeze over and over is not a uh, delight. Let's try again. Belief in Hashem, Emunah, is way higher than Seichel, than actual understanding. And that goes even to the most simple of people. They have Emunah, they have faith, blind faith, whatever faith it is. It's not faith because I thought it through and I said, okay, everything works out, it's God. It's faith because I believe a God is going to do it. The most simple of simple, the most ignorant are ready to sacrifice their lives for the Jew, for God, for the sanctity of God's name. So, therefore, it's natural that when we put on the side the seichel and the das we rise up to the target of Amunah. Amunah and God. Which excludes, of course, the even dream of a concept of serving idol worship. What's the Kiddush here? The avoiding of, of a desire of idol worship is because we raise up our mind. Lifting up our head, Nesiyah Seresh, is an aliyah, is an elevation, more than learning Teda, more than the Seichel of Teda. Because as long as the person standing in the level of being used to, shall we use the word, learning Teda, they're not obliterating the concept of Avedizara. They're learning Teda, but Avedizara might still exist. And the proof of the matter is that they still have many people like that that have egos, which is Avedizara, and which can talk and tell other people, oh, that person, they can't learn like I can learn. Which is a because it's Lashon Hara. Translate the words, Avedizara doesn't have to mean idol worship, it's Avedizara, strange uh, service. Service that's not the way HaKadosh Baruch wants it to be. So if a person doesn't merit, he can be talking to Reteda, and he comes to the total opposite conclusions that don't come out to Achtos Hashem. He can be sitting and learning Teda and saying that it's me! My Seichel got me here where I am. 
but by getting up that level above the Seichel. Above the Limit Ateda and the Seichel Ateda. To be able to totally wipe away the concept of Avedizara, not just emuna of his soul, Nefesh, but also because of Seichel and Avana. And therefore the Pasha the begins, Kisi says, Reish Bnei Yisrael. The Refua before the Makkah. The Kerch of Bezden. To avoid Avedizara. Through the highest level of you see between the difference between Kol Yisrael and Bezden. The entire Kol Yisrael is also Likris Lehen. They cannot even read the books of Avedizara. And Bezden unfortunately needs to know the Raman Paskins, they need to know what they're up against. Since they're at a much higher level, they're able to separate themselves from what they're re- reading and not become influenced by it. But Adrab, they learn how foreign this is to them. And therefore they learn how to eradicate it and to wipe it out entirely. So he writes in the Takadji Baruchushtaka immediately take the heads of Yisrael and raise them up and bring them all to Atsena Akadesha with the Gulamit Zashlema Yede Mashiach Tzidkenu Amin Kenya Hirotsun. Emuna. A very, very powerful concept. A very powerful form of service to Akadish Barakhu. Emuna. Believing Ainaid Mulvadi and believing whatever situation you're in, whatever predicament you're presented with, it's all good. Kadosh Baruch Hu does nothing bad. Many people are put to the test. Many people go through this trial and tribulation And they downright suffer. And because Amolik is Gematria Suffolk, or Suffolk is Gematria Amolik, the Amolik gets into them. And they ask the question, the two most horrible words, why me? Why did Akadosh Baruch Hu do this to me? A child asks the question, an adult asks the question, why me? And it's hard to understand if you sit down to think and ask the question. Whereas if you accepted Bemuna Pshuta, Bemuna Shlema, saying that HaKadosh Baruch did this for the best, I don't understand how necessarily, but it's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu therefore it's for the best. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the Kayach that is needed to overcome. Many years ago, an interesting story of a fellow that used to go with Tzayim every week to Manhattan. And he'd go to Manhattan, he'd go to certain offices, and 
There was one fellow he used to meet every week. There other officers as well, but there was one fellow he used to meet every week. And he used to put on film, he used to chat. It was Chaydish Adr. And he told the fellow about the wonderful Yom Tov of Purim that was coming up. The fellow was aware of what Purim was, and the fellow says, you know what? I'll tell you what. I have a beautiful apartment in Manhattan. I want to host a Purim party. I'll invite a couple of friends. You bring a few of your friends, and we'll sit in Fabreng, we'll sit and have a party. Fellow said, fine, but I'll bring the food. Needless to say, he doesn't know what standard of cautious this man is. And the man said, fine, it's a deal. And they made up the time during Purim Day, they're going to come, they're gonna read the Megillah, they're going to have a party. Gay vase that Purim Day should have a tremendous amount of traffic going to Manhattan. But not just traffic going to Manhattan. It took the poor guy two hours or change to get to the city. Now, they made up to meet, let's say, at 11 o'clock, so he left at 10.30, with the time, with due time to get there in a half hour. It's dead. And he got there at 1 o'clock in the, in the afternoon, or whatever it was. It was way later than the party was scheduled for. This is pre-cell phone days. And the crowd dissipated. They said, okay, it would have been a nice Purim party. Goodbye. That's Vidanya. Needless to say, this Chabad group of Chassidim show up, singing and dancing like Yehudim. They ring the bell, all excited for the Purim fest. Lo and behold, they find out that everybody's gone. They lost, they missed the party party missed them needless to say everybody was devastated and embarrassed but at insult to injury the guy started to berate them you made a flaming fool out of me I invited my friends I invited guests I invited people told them to be food they'll be drink they'll be merry They'll hear Megillah. I yelled at any of you, show up two and a half hours late. Miss you, going what you are, you guys are nuts. And all of a sudden the wife appears. And the wife really had a story. The wife really had a song and a dance. The wife really was not happy with his story. And she began to berate and scream and yell at them. When the wife was done, Kevra left with their tails between the legs, to say the least. Now what? Anyway, the next Friday, Schosset said, I'm going to the city again. Should I pass by this guy or not? Uncomfortable. And after all, the guy, I did not leave in the best of terms with him. He says, you know what? Worst case, he'll tell me get knocking. Get out of here. Walk away from me. And so, the Chosid came to see the man. And when he did, the man embraces him. Oh, Shalom Aleichem, how are you? Let's put on film. Shocked. What happened? <laughs> listen to the story you guys messed up that party big time and my guests were very embarrassed they had a few choice words for you and for the party but more than them was my sheikh's wife 
who since I started putting on film with you, I've been trying to get rid of. Now, because you guys messed up the party so badly, she left. So I have nothing to be angry about. I bought Hashem, got rid of the shiksa, I could start all new. Video is going off again. Zayitinu says Akadish Barakhu. This is what you should give. And he shows Mesh Rabbeinu a matbeya shal ish. And the Yamari Shalmi brings down Matbeya shal ish. Kajbarakh took out a, a coin of fire, a coin of fire, showed it to Mesha and said, This is what the Eden should give. No, no, this is what the Eden should give. Exactly like this. Which was the half a shekel. Moshe didn't understand what kind of coin could possibly forgive the Jews for the sin that they had committed, the grave sin. And in response, HaKadosh Baruch said, Kimi this Madbeya that looked like fire, that is what's going to be used for the repentance of the Jewish nation. Shalat Hamishan, he said, "This is it. So we got to understand what's the answer. Hamad be'ah shel eish. What did this Hamad be'ah shel eish answer? Meish's dismay, Meish's question." And in general, how does these two come together? They're not, they're not congruent. A matbeya and aish, a coin and fire. They're not on the same page here. Just this is a miracle. Madveya Eish, which is a nespetichnes, a miracle within a miracle. Simply trying to clear up computer. Maybe I can get lucky.
and be able to record this Shia on video. Yeah. I'm going to give you a share. You know what I'm looking for. Mavish tells us there are three things. I'm going to reboot the video to start again, see what happens. Mavish tells us there are three things. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded to Mesha, it's commanded today from Tamesha, from mouth God. He, he got shocked. He backed down. When Akash Baruch said to him to bring sacrifices, to bring karbanis, Moshe said, Who, who's possible, who's capable? If we're going to bring them, For God, what is this? What, is it, what value does it even hold? What's it worth to you? He said, make a Migdash. Moshe said, and who can make a Migdash that you could rest in? Who can make something holy enough for that? And now he tells the Machsa Shekel again, he says, what kind of kapara will a half a shekel have? On the first two questions, Hakadosh Baruch Hu answers. I'm not asking you to do according to my capacity, according to their capacity. On the third question, according to one of the opinions in the Medrash, he shows him at Be'er From here we learn. that this concept had a question of its own on Tamesha and therefore Kodesh Baruch had to show him this Madbeah this coin this question of Mesha this bewilderment shall we say comes up in Halacha Mishalei Nasan Esmachsa Shekel Kefenesa Shalom Someone who didn't give the Masa Shekel, they forced him to give it. Even if he got to take the shirt off his back in order for him to pay it. So Moshe was shocked. How is it possible that forcing someone to do something is Kefen Avshay? How does that forgive the person? He was forced. He was coerced. By Karbonus, the din of by sacrifices, we have the din We force the person until he says, I want to do it. But here he didn't have to say Reitzani, you just took it away from him. You claimed it from him, and that's it. To this, Akash Baruch answers with a Madbeah Shalaish. HaKadosh Baruch Hu took it out from where? From under his Kisei HaKavoyed. And he shows it to Mesha and he says it's a coin. That we're taking from the Jew, even by force, even if he doesn't want to give it. His root of Takas Kisei HaKavoyed is what? It's Eish. It's flame. It's fire. This is the burn one has. Thank you. Love Akadosh Baruch Hu. When a Jew, even if he doesn't know it, he doesn't feel for it. And it looks like he was forced to do the mitzvah against his very will. But the truth is that Nishama, the age of love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is bound with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore the giving of the half a shekel is forgiving for him.
because this makes the Kesher the non the Kesher that he did not want the not the not that was not there and awakens the Jew and brings him together with Akash Baruch what can we take away from this what do we take from this whole concept sometimes the Jew doesn't feel the pleasure of serving God It looks like he feels like it's forced on him. What's the Eitzah for this? What advice is there for this? Think well into your matzav, into your situation. So much so the beginning of Moshe that his soul shakes to the core. And then it's revealed to him the Madbeya Shalesh. On the other hand, sometimes we meet a Jew that at the very moment is not living a God God's way. Not living with Taylor Mitzvah, unfortunately, And we try to not convince but to embellish and to show him the beauty of Tehra Mitzvahs and thereby he would want to attach to it. Tefillin, Krishna. Why? Why do I have to do this? But if the person takes it anyway and puts it on, without recognition, without any feelings. Teaches us a Kajbarhu Meakhuri. From the back, the Madbeya. From doing it literally chitzenius. This way we find the Aish. And the end is that the person gets totally mislight and mislaiv. Gets totally lit up in a fire and thereby applies himself to the mitzvah. And most people will tell you, easier said than done. Unfortunately, today we are suffering from a whatever we want to call it. And many people are still very shy, very scared and withdrawn by putting on film. Rabbi, how many people put on that film today? There's no way I'm putting it on. So I told today somebody my, my children had both vaccines. One second. Hello? Our car is on Albany. You bring it back it'd be nice. After. Told him today, I said, you know what, my, my, my children had both vaccines, it's okay, it's kosher. Didn't want to buy it, he didn't believe me it was Pfizer, he didn't believe me it was Johnson & Johnson, if it was Moderna, he, he didn't know which one it was, he wasn't accepting it, he wouldn't put on the film. But, but other people in the office do put on film. And one week I said to him, it's a while ago already, because unfortunately... We're suffering with this for over a year now. I said to him, Liyatsur. Oh. For argument's sake, let's say that you're right your hunch, shall we say it, your feeling, and not wanting to put on film, yesh raglayim ledover. Let's say it's got substantiality. For argument's sake. I'm not believing it. And I can tell you that Baruch Hashem, many people have put on the film, and nothing happened to them, Hashem. But let us say that you have reason 
fear, fear. How does that exonerate you from davening? The things that we say, the Maidani, Harini Mekabal, these are feelings that you can't, you can't just push off. And my friend, you're saying it not from today. You're saying it for years. Say it so much so that you don't need me to say it with you best, basically. You want me to because you want to say it with you just because you feel more comfortable. Because uh, I, I don't know. I don't know why, really. But unfortunately, sometimes I have to catch my breath while I'm saying it with them. And they go ahead. They keep going. So, Kanzler, you know yourself. What makes you part of Davening and COVID? You're talking to me. You're standing here talking. You're not asking me if I'm wearing four masks and if I was vaccinated 17 times. So, what's after this? Let's daven. So this particular office, everybody has their own yarmulkes because they are they are OCD, shall we say? He told me, "You're right." He went. He took his yarmulke, put it on his head, and he started Maidani. Unfortunately, he doesn't want to put on the film. He's scared of the film. He literally is, because I once was saying to somebody. I wasn't saying, I'm sorry, he was once telling somebody. The rabbi thinks we're doing him a favor. We're putting on film. He's oblivious to the fact of how much of a favor he's doing for us. How much he's doing for us by putting on the film. And it was very interesting to hear that. And this is how he feels. And now when I come to the place, immediately he goes to the drawer, takes out his yarmulke and starts Maidani. So I just do it every day. When you come, I daven with you. Continuing back with our Pasha. Problem is because the video doesn't work. I used to keep the video clock. I saw the video clock. It was an hour. I knew the shear was over. And now it doesn't work. And I keep putting bits and pieces of the shear on the video. Um, I don't know when I go over an hour. I'm under an hour.
comes down. Baruch tells him, go check out what's going on down there. Your Jews are sinning. And as he sees this sight, he took the luchis and threw them from his hands. On his own. Chazal tell us, if you keep your score at home, the Yomadis is Shabbos, Bezayin Meralev, 87 side 1, Yavamis, Samach Bezayin Meralev, 62 side 1. The Yomadis tell us, Chazal, Chazal tell us, the Yomadis, Hizkim HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Al Yodoy, Kadosh Baruch Hu agreed with his action, Shinema says Ashashibarta that you broke. When it's mentioned both times in Shmei Sandavarim, Rashi explains the words Asher in the word of Ishur, permission. That he had permission to break them. After that, Hakash Baruch gives Meshach the second Lucas. Keflayim l'tzishia. Mentioned in Eiv, a double portion for salvation. And which, with this, he gave the halachas, the medrash, and the agodas. The whole terish of These luchas were placed in the aron habris that was in the mishkan. Next to them, in the aron, were also the broken luchas, the first ones. As we see in the gemara, if you keep your score at home, the gemara in Baba Basra. Yudal and Amid Beis, 14 side 2, and Amenachis Sadik Tes Amir Aleph, 99 side 1. Why were the broken pieces of the Luchas, the first ones, placed together in the ark with the whole one? Especially when it reminds of this terrible sin that the Jews did. We also have to understand why was it given the tailor to Balper Dafka with the second Luchas when after the Jews sinned this grave sin that's when they got the tailor to Balper they were at a much lower level now they should have received it when they were on the first and the higher level. They should have received all these the Tereshavapah as well. Teresh Chassidus explains. Because the essence of Ein Seifus of the Tera. Tera is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Tera and therefore is Ein Seifus has no end to it. This is the Chachmah His Chachmah which has no boundary of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the person really can't grasp fully what goes on in the Teda. As long as the person is still a person of a boundary, of, of limits. It's only X amount how much they can grasp. The condition by Kabbalah's Hatera, by receiving of the Tera, was Bittul B'Metzias Hanivra. One had to be totally self-nullification, totally self-nullified.
That way one can accept never, never the, un, the, tater, the unbridled tater, the unbridled with no boundaries. Because as long as the person still considers himself his own entity, the person is not doesn't have room, doesn't have the capacity for receiving tater. So once the person totally feels the self nullification of themselves, if you give me a score at home, the Gemara Brachas Yud Zayin Amar Aleph, seventeen side one. So we say in Davani Venafshi Ke'ofala Keltiyeh, my soul is like dust. Then he can ask, when he is that level, Sachlibi Vesedasecha. Situation, Am Yisrael during Matanteda was a situation of a very, very high level. Hakadosh Baruch Hu chose us Mikol Am Veloshen from every other nation, from every other language. Mikol says, saying Davening and Yamtiv, Kinashtanu Mitzvah It was an elevation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us, applied to us. However, the revealing of the Shekhinah caused that fear, caused that trepidation, caused that total self-nullification of the person. The strong revelation that they had from the Shekhinah But this was not total self-nullification. It came from that great elevation that God imposed within us. Therefore the Torah was given after the Maimon HaSinai which was in a boundary. There was no No limits. The concept of ain't safe of the Teda, which is Teda Shabbat, because at that point Yidden were not a vessel for it. When they wished to gave the first luches, and they had the revelation of God Himself. However, once they sinned by Chetayigel, Moshe Rabbeinu broke before their very eyes the luches, and Bnei Yisrael came to a level where they totally were nullified now, and they were in the depth of depth of, of self-nullification, they were in the depth of seeing how low that they had stooped their hearts were broken they reached, they achieved the level of this made them a vessel that they could accept the Tera of Alpeh as well and that was only Luchas Hashniyim which is the beginning of Cheflayim Tishya. In this we find the Luchas and the Shiva Luchas going together in the Arin. The whole Luchas show how the Yidin achieved this very, very high level. The broken Luchas teach us how the Yidin need to be in this battle and need to be able to become one for the Tera. And these two together makes the heart of the Jew open and a vessel for the Eir HaTera so that we can accept it properly the way we should. And it will be Zecha, the time of Mashiach, where it will be Tera Chadosh HaMeiti Teitzeh, the Shabbos of Pashas Pada. According to some opinions, Pashas Pada is Midei as well. Zacher, we all remember, was Midiraisa. 
there are some opinions that say para as well is midairaisa and must be heard. They don't make a production of it like they do by Zachar, where they make minyanam all over the place at all times so that people can come here, unfortunately. Um, partly because it take away from the uh, thunder, I guess, from Zachar. No, not really. It's only opinion, some opinions that it's Raisa. <coughs> but men have to, must listen to it. This is the chukas This is the main chayk of the teda. The taking of the paraduma, where the paraduma itself is mitayr and mitame, the ashes of the red heifer, both purify and make impure at the very same time. The man that sprinkles it becomes impure, and the man gets sprinkled becomes pure. This, therefore, is a chayk, something we cannot understand what the reason behind it is, and is a very integral part of Teda Chukim, Teda Chukim Mishpatim, and Edus, Edus Chukim Mishpatim, sorry. <coughs> therefore, Chukim, a very integral part in that, we have to have self-nullification completely and say, Ich vashteis nisht, but I'm doing it anyway, I don't understand it, <coughs> but I'm doing it regardless. And I'm going to run out of gas now, so they wish the help, we shall be sprayed with the Paraduma now before Pesach, so that we can all be Nechim and Azvachim and Absachim to Shabbos to all.